I'm Jody Whites, Results and Success Coach, and these podcasts teach you how to make significant changes to live your dreams, make a positive impact on the world, and drop your regrets. It's time for you to get spectacular. Welcome back to your spectacular life. I'm Jody Weitz, your professional coach, making sure that your life is no less than spectacular. I'm here with Nikki Ballou. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Jody. Great to be here. Yeah, great to have you here. Um, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Nikki. Nikki Ballou is the number one international best-selling author of the book, Finish Line Thinking TM, How to Think and Win Like a Champion, The Thought Leader's Journey, A Fable of Life, and The Power of Connecting, How to Activate Profitable Relationships by Serving Your Network. He is an in-demand and highly inspirational speaker to corporate audiences such as RBC, Lululemon, Royal LePage, and Tour Star Media. He's an advisor and confidant to some of the most successful and dynamic entrepreneurs in Canada. He is the co-founder of eCircle Academy. That's at www.ecircleacademy.com, where he runs a year-line mastermind and educational program working with coaches, consultants, clinic owners, realtors, mortgage brokers, and other service-based entrepreneurs. As the host of the number one podcast in the world on thought leadership, the Thought Leadership Revolution, which is at www.thethoughtleadershiprevolution.com, Nikki has interviewed over 300 of the world's top thought leaders. Nikki, that is quite a bio. You're both um, talking to top thought leaders and you are doing um, your own show. You're running um, E-Circle Academy. Had you always thought that you would be involved in coaching and being a thought leader yourself? Actually, no, um, I didn't. I, uh, you know, I'll tell you a little bit of my backstory. Sure, love to hear it. I'm actually originally an immigrant from the Middle East. I'm a Christian from Iran. Great. And when I was 11 years old, um, the Islamic Revolution took place in Iran. Mm. And basically what happened was the relatively benign dictatorship of the Shah was replaced by an absolutely authoritarian, tyrannical dictatorship of the religious mullahs. And mm. mullahs basically are... Um, Islam's version of priests, you know, religious authority figures. And my late father, God rest his soul, he could see the writing on the wall that this was not going to be a great place for him to raise his Christian family anymore. So what he did is he made a plan because he was a planner and he eventually got us out of Iran and we settled into Toronto, Ontario, Canada, where I now live. And I thank God every day for my father and his foresight. Uh, Jody, dad, um, dad changed the trajectory and the legacy of the Ballou family. 
you know, mm-hmm. you know, we left tyranny and we were moved into freedom. And shortly after we left, the Iran-Iraq war started. I was in my early teens. I was 13. Mm-hmm. My brothers were even younger, a five-year-old and a 12-year-old. And we were both, all of us were keenly patriotic. We wanted to go fight. Oh, look at that. Little, God, little boys wanted yeah. to go fight. And the way the government used kids that age is they would send them across minefields. Mm. Minefields. Mm. So this changed the trajectory of our lives. Yeah. And I've become a huge champion for freedom, free expression, and free enterprise. You know, I'm very grateful to live in Canada. And in particular, I was just um, mesmerized by America and its founding documents of freedom, the Declaration of Independence, those marvelous ringing words. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, (laughs) all that wonderful stuff. And I've just become a champion for freedom. And, you know, I'm a little bit concerned that there's elements within the West that are trying to say the West is so terrible, so oppressive, so racist, so sexist. And look, I'm not trying to pretend it's perfect here because it's not. Okay. I'm just going to tell you that right now. I've had my own run-ins as a, you know, as a, as a Middle Eastern man myself, but compared to everywhere else in the world, this is the most incredible, free, open, tolerant set of societies the world has ever seen. And, you know, so I, I've been a big stand for that. And I speak out publicly uh, about that uh, just because I believe that this is such an amazing place to be. And my late father, he was also a champion for freedom mm. and he was an uplifter of humanity. Mm. He's an uplifter. of people. So dad, um, dad was an entrepreneur. Yeah. And if he knew you, Jody, and you were looking to start, uh, like you were looking for work, he'd help you find a job. I keep making his mission to help you find a job. And if he knew you and you said you wanted to start a business, he would just throw himself into a meeting with you, taking the time to help you get going. This included people who were going to start competitive businesses to him. Mm. And they were like freaking out. They're going, but but, but I'm going to compete with you. And he said, I don't care. He said, but, but, but. He said, look, I believe in abundance. Like, what, you think you're going to come and take my customers away from me? You're not. You're going to go get your own customers. I want to <laughs> see you do that. You, you, you know, and people were just, they were mesmerized by this man. If you worked for him and you were looking to buy a car or a house or an apartment, Jody, if you didn't have enough money, dad would top you up so you could buy that car, that house, or that apartment. People all over still come to me and talk about Napoleon Ballou, my dad. Mm. And just say, your father was the greatest man. He did this for me, did this for my family. This this, this was not one or two people. This was dozens, even hundreds of people who would come and say this to me. That's part of the legacy that he left us is that of like a true uplifter of human beings and of people. And, you know, I wanted to be like my dad. I wanted to be just like him growing up. So I wanted to help people. I wanted to be an entrepreneur. It took me a while, but eventually I became an entrepreneur. It was a bit of a circuitous route, right? Mm-hmm. But I remember my father always used to tell me, life is about people, not money. Mm-hmm. Business is about people, not money. Mm-hmm. Like, remember, son, that person sitting in front of you, she's someone's wife, someone's mother, someone's daughter, someone's husband, someone's brother, someone's son. 
you know, that person's a hero to somebody mm. and somebody is counting on them to win so that that family can prosper and survive, you know, and that person is also somebody who's likely been disappointed by life. They've got hopes, dreams, and fears. Maybe they even were disappointed by a coach like you who made them lots of big promises and really didn't do very much to them. <laughs> well, life and is... you got to remember that, yeah. right? And life and is... that was. Yeah, uh, it is a mix. I mean, first of all, it sounds like your dad was an amazing person with a super big heart. I love that life is about people, not money. And, you know, Nikki, I've got to say, I'm hearing the passion through your voice, the love you modeled after your dad. So you said, hey, I wanted to be just like dad. You know, this was this the most important person in our lives risked a lot to get us out. We started with freedom, freedom for everyone and equality for everyone is super important. And I'm hearing that, um, you know, loud and clear. And I'm also, you know, reading some things about you that are amazing because even in the bio, your goal is to help people and your goal is to make them well-known so they can manifest what they want, whether it's money or relationships, etc. Now, tell me a little bit about eCircle and tell me a little bit about what you do to create thought leaders in, in uh, that group. Yeah, that's a great question. So one of the first things I noticed when I got into uh, doing the work that I do mm-hmm. was that there's a lot of good people who are coaches and consultants. You know what I mean? Yeah. Incredibly great people and other service-based entrepreneurs. They are good at doing what they do. They deliver a good uh, service to people, a good set of um, uh, of outcomes. Many of them are very caring they are very concerned uh, and they're very compassionate people. Like they do what they do well. They're good tradespeople. You know what I mean? Good mm-hmm. technicians. Sure. Well, let's be blunt. They're not business people. They don't understand business. They just don't, right? They don't understand sales or marketing very effectively or well. They don't understand hiring or firing or profit and loss statements or balance sheets or cash flow statements. Just business is scary to them. Mm -hmm. And in particular, business is scary to them when it came to sales and marketing. So on the sales Mm -hmm. side, a lot of good people, a lot of good coaches, just like, oh, God, I don't want to be seen as one of those pushy salespeople. I don't want to be seen as one of those salesy people that yeah. every month they're pushing. Like, you know, you, you went to, to Best Buy back in the day. You want to buy this? You want to buy this? You want to buy that? Like, they're just not leaving you alone. No, 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 God, leave me alone. They, they, have, they read of commission breath. You know what I mean? You don't want to read of commission breath, right? Yeah. But here's the problem with that. They wouldn't go after business that they legitimately should be pursuing. You with me? They would not be going after that business and they wouldn't get to work with those clients who legitimately needed their help and they should legitimately be working with. Why is that bad, Jody? Well, three reasons. Okay. Reason number one is 
obviously they don't get the business, right? That hurts right. their income, their ability to serve their families. That's reason number one. That's bad. Reason number two is that client really needed their help and they didn't get it. So whatever problem they were dealing with, they still got to deal with. Right. And reason number three is, Jody, and this is the worst part, some charlatan marketer, some unscrupulous semi-sociopath is going to go in there, get the business and scoop it up because they're good at selling. Right. And they're not right. going to deliver. So, so that person that they that... could have helped is yeah. going to feel bad and they're going to feel like they can't trust people because they put their trust in the wrong person. So everybody loses. The yeah. sum total of goodness goes down in the world. And I saw that, Jody. I saw that. It bothered the heck out of me because I grew up in a business family. My dad taught me business and I studied business in school. I know about all this stuff. And so, Nikki, my let's... view on sales was yeah. not that sales is inherently good or bad. Right. But I thought that coming from the heart and serving people is really, really important, right? Like to me, sales is love. I only sell if I, if I can find a way to love that person. Like I got to like really want to serve them to do that. And I thought, what if I can teach these coaches and consultants? Like in E-Circle, you ask me what I do. So the first step is what if I can teach these people to reframe how they look at sales? And instead of looking at it as this bad thing that they're doing to people, have them look at it as this wonderful thing that they're doing for people. Serve, not sell. Jody, you don't want to be sold. You don't want that commission breath person jumping all over you saying, bye, bye, bye. Oh, yuck. Like, put that up against it, right? <laughs> but Jody, I bet you there's things you love to buy because I know there's things I love to buy. And I bet you when you've got somebody good serving you, when you're buying those, you really feel really grateful that this person really helped navigate that process for oh, you. Yeah. And they weren't trying to oh, yeah. push you to make a decision. So Nikki, way let's, or another. Yeah. Let's just take a step back. Love what you were saying. I think all of us start with a desire and a passion to help people. I mean, that is our, let's just say purpose on earth is to do that. All right. And um, we all feel that very strongly. Some people have some business experience. We all have skills in various areas. So can you tell me, let's say somebody is not as skilled at selling and there's fear there, there's fear selling, there's fear closing. What would you say to that person? They've established that the client needs their help. Um, can you give us just one or two pointers on how that person can overcome the fear and close that client? So that's a great question. But the first thing I'll say is, I, I, I really don't like that word, close a client, right? All right. It's, yeah. it's a, one of those technical sales words that people <laughs> use, know. and I understand that. But we all, but it's language. I like that we enroll all... a lot better. Oh, I'd I like, like to that. enroll that client yep. in their future, in their dream. I, I like that a lot better than close. I don't like being closed. I'm sure you don't like being closed either, but you love being enrolled in your dream. So that's the first thing. The second thing is um, I tell all of my clients and everyone take the attention off you. The only reason you're feeling fearful is because you're thinking about you. I wonder if they're going to like me. I wonder if they're going to buy from me. I hope they don't think I'm pushy. I hope they don't think I'm salesy. All of that is an internal chatter about you. And energetically, it sends a vibe to them that they're not going to know why, but they're going to go, well, something's up with that gal, that guy. And they're not going to like it. 
They, they, they're, all they're going to know is, hmm, I think not. They're not going to know why they said no, but that's what's going to happen. But if the internal chatter instead is, wow, I wonder if I can help this person. What is the impact on this person of this problem continuing? Let me make sure I ask that, and I'm really clear on that. How would their life change if they got to work with me? Mm. How would their life transform? See, you see, yeah. one of the reasons that I teach people, and it's not simple as hearing this one time, Jody, and going, okay, I got to figure it out. Because unfortunately, life doesn't work that way. I wish it did, but it doesn't. It's something that it takes time for me to really help these people rewire their you know, internal synapses so they really buy into this. But when their attention is, goes off of themselves and goes onto the potential client, then that potential client feels that energetically. They feel it in their heart and their soul. And they're going to know that you really are standing for what's best for them. Yeah. Do you and, know what I mean? Uh, you know, it's almost like you're recommending that somebody reconnect with the heart and that purpose again. My purpose is to help people. I know I can help that person. So, you know, I'm moving forward with my purpose in doing that. So that that's a really lovely way to kind of flip out of that. Oh, no, I've got to enroll them how do i do that or close them however you want to put that now i'm also reading that you you do a lot with thought leadership and branding um tell me a little bit about that because that i'm assuming and i know helps with getting your name out there with helping the people out there connect with you because of something that you're mentioning or something you're writing about tell me about how you can become a thought leader in your field yeah that's a great question so i think what we've been talking about to date is the foundation for being mm -hmm. a thought leader because to really be a thought leader you also need to be what i call a heart leader you got to be known for being a thought leader who leads from your heart right so mm -hmm. when people know and you have a reputation as someone who cares and helps deliver for people it's a big deal you know what I mean? Yeah. But the next thing you got to do is you, you got to find a way to differentiate your message from everybody else. You can't be stuck in what Nito Kubain calls the sea of sameness. What's the <laughs> sea of sameness? Well, it's where you look like everybody else. Instead, you want to be in what Nito calls the oasis of differentiation. Hmm. Right. And right. let me tell you a story about a young man who was a fitness coach who came to us. Now, when I met this young man, Jody, he was just 25 years old. He's in his early 30s now. But at the age of 25, this young fellow, um, he was a good fellow. You know what I mean? He was really, really good at, at what he did. He was eager to help. Like, Jody, if you had a daughter, you'd want her to date him. You know what I mean? That's how good a guy he was. <laughs> I like he was that. like, sweetheart, go on a date with this guy. See if you could see if there's anything there. Cause yeah. he's a good fellow. You know? Right. That's how good a fellow he was. And he really like, like pure hearted, amazing human being. But as a businessman, he was terrible. Mm. Terrible. Oh my mm. God. It was brutal when he came to talk about business. He had seven clients. He made $1,200 a month and they all worked with him because they kind of knew him and you know, they just, at first, they, they 
they kind of thought he's a good guy. Let me go with him. Then they realized he was actually good, but you know, he, he just didn't know how to stand out. So when I met him, I said, his name was Dan. I said, Danny, Danny. So tell me who can you work with? Who do you work with? And he looks at me and goes, Nikki, anybody, I can work with anybody. And I'm like, no, that doesn't work. Dan. that's, that doesn't, you can't be all things to all people. Because, no, but really, I can help people lose weight. I can help people get stronger. I can help people add muscle. I can help people with competitions. I can do it all. I can do anything for anybody. And I'm like, oh my God, anybody with a wallet, a pulse, Danny? <laughs> he was like, he laughed. He said, oh, that's funny. He said, well, I guess so. I don't know. And I said, nobody, you gotta, you gotta narrow this focus. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay, okay, okay. I got it. He said, my dad's a doctor. And I love my dad. I go, okay, that, that sounds promising. And doctors <laughs> make a lot of money. And I'm like, oh no, 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 Danny, that's not it. That message, yeah, doctors make a lot right. of money. And my dad's a doctor. And I love right. my dad. Not the right message. He didn't, he didn't listen. He just, he ran with it. Didn't work. Then I go, Danny, we need to change this. It's not working, buddy. He's like, okay, narrower night, right, Nikki? Narrower, okay, okay. I got a cardiologist. Oh, they make more money than doctors. Oh. <laughs> like, oh my god, Daddy. Well, it's it's a start, Nikki. Oh. It's a start. <laughs> That's what he said. Again, he tried it. Yeah, he got maybe one or two clients, but no real traction. Yeah, and then through serendipity, the good Lord sent him a man who was a Paralympic athlete. Mm. And mm. the two of them hit it off and they did great work together. And he got this fellow ready for a competition at which he won medals. Wow. Right. And so I, that was a big deal. And like Danny comes to me and he goes, Nikki, oh my God, I think I finally get what you've been trying to tell me. I've been going <laughs> after the money. And I've been trying to like, you know, just make money and i haven't been thinking about people because jody what is business business is about solving problems Mm -hmm. for people Mm -hmm. for profit ppp problems for people for profit but not any problem acute problems for awesome people at an amazing profit so a a a p p p nikki billu's seven figure Three P solution. I call. <laughs> All right. So, so Danny comes over to me as he says, "I think I need to work with people with missing limbs. I know how to help them. Mm. They're good people. And they need my help. Not a lot of people are trying to help them, so I think I'm going to help them." Mm. I said, "Danny, that's a great idea. You go." So Jody, in six weeks, Danny signed up four hundred clients. Four hundred clients. Oh my goodness. Now, how did that happen? Yeah. He became seen as the go-to mm-hmm. thought leader mm-hmm. in his space for people with missing limbs. And no other trainers were going after people with missing limbs. Why? They thought, well, they can't work out because they don't have legs or arms. Mm-hmm. And Danny knew better. And his message wasn't just, I'm going to train you. His message was, you are a worthwhile warrior and badass of a human being Mm. and i'm here to remind you of that and make you physically strong so you believe that Mm. 
that message, that message landed. Put yourself in the shoes of a person with a missing limb. Jody, you're probably not thrilled that you don't have all your limbs. And you probably have some level of limiting belief that everything that's possible to an able-bodied person is not possible. And Danny's message was balderdash. (laughs) You can do anything anybody else can do. I you can understand that. why that message would take, right? You oh, can understand yeah. why that message I mean, would take. They, they not only needed a somebody to work out with to get them physically stronger, they needed a champion. And it really sounded like Danny came along at the right time, met the right person, and championed them. Championed this, his first client to win. So I love that. And I love the way that you described how people can differentiate themselves we yes we can work with anyone but that is not going to increase the target market that we need to attract to you know be successful it's too broad so we really do need to narrow that down and um i love that that is great um now story's not fully over yet Oh no, um, Dan, Danny. So this is the best okay, part if you're Danny. a coach. Yeah. Danny, um, Danny was making $1,200 a month before this, right? Mm-hmm. He didn't add just one zero a month to his income. He added two zeros a month My. to his income. He went to over $100,000 a wow. month. And doing such a great thing, doing what he loved. And, and again, and wasn't that about is... the money. That's yeah. when he stopped going after the money. The money yeah. started going after him. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And that's what we were talking about earlier is really the foundation of of who you are and what you value and what you want to tell the world about yourself and what your purpose is. And that will, all those things line up and you're on your way to success. Yes, it does take time to figure it out. Yes, you need a quite a bit of patience to get that growing and scaling but um you know just keep believing in yourself and the people around you and i think that is that will happen now nikki um just want to ask um one last thing and that is um just something very quick you can tell people about how to have faith in their own purpose and path so that's a great question. I mean, I know the last almost three years have been challenging for all of us. Lockdowns and inflation and wars in Europe and protests in Iran. <laughs> you know, um, it's been a mess of a time. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's made you feel like, yeah, I just want to survive this time till life gets back to normal. Well, what is normal? We don't know what normal (laughs) is and what normal is going to be. But there's no reason for you to not believe that you can thrive in these times. And you've got to believe. You know, you've got to believe. Tug McGraw was a relief pitcher for the Phillies. in 1981, they were an underdog team in the World Series. They were underdog team. And he came up with this uh, little phrase, you got to believe. Mm. And it just caught on. It just caught the imagination of the public. It caught the imagination of his teammates. 
It's a great phrase. You got to believe. You got to believe. And if you don't have enough belief in yourself right now, borrow some of mine because I believe in you. <laughs> I believe you're a great person and you are made to win. Mm -hmm. Remember this. You can't do it alone. Mm -hmm. You've got to have the coaches, the mentors, mm -hmm. got to have people around you who know how to win in these times. Strategies that worked five years ago or three years ago aren't going to be working today. You know, so you need to be doing things like going on podcasts as a guest. There's a lot of people who are guests on podcasts. Most of them don't know how to monetize it. In less than six months, I've generated over $220,000 in sales from being a guest on podcasts. Great. And that is something powerful that you want to learn. Having your own podcast, just like you do, Jody, can be very mm -hmm. powerful. Most people who have their own shows make no money from it. Mm -hmm. I've had my own show for six years and I've learned how to monetize a good, you know, low six figures to mid six figures a year from having a podcast. Oh, nice. Those are the sorts of strategies you want to learn and you want to be utilizing and you want people to teach you strategies that are working today and not strategies that worked three years ago, but don't right. do anything alone. May I, may I just share one last story before I go? Yeah. So several years ago, a, a wonderful woman was introduced to me and my lady and I, I run my company with my lady, Teresa. And, um, this woman was, um, had been the country director for Canada for one of the world's largest and most prestigious and oldest personal development firms. She, um, was incredible what she did. She'd grown Canada and she brought a fellow on whom she believed was very talented to help her grow the company. A little bit like Steve Jobs back in the day when he brought John Scully to Apple, mm -hmm. right? And at first, just like Steve and John, everybody got along. But after about a year, their visions of the future diverged and they had a falling out. Mm. And people sided with him not her and just like steve she was kicked out of her own company oh, you might be thinking yeah. oh my god how can you be kicked out of a company you start yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's one of those things so she was bereft for quite some time mm. um someone introduced her to us it was about 18 months of being lost mm. for her yeah. and Teresa and i we loved on her we poured into her and we helped her see her message was a non-existent message. We helped her narrow her message, started working with entrepreneurs dealing with burnout. And her message was, I'm going to help you overcome burnout. So you get your life back, mm. get your best back and your life back. Powerful message. Yeah. Effective message. You know, someone who's been burned out, they know exactly what that means, right? To get their life back. It's not a, it's not an airy fairy type of a statement. Like I'll help you overcome being overwhelmed. It's, no, you're burned out. Let's let's reverse that out for you. Anyways, in her first month, she did 10K. In her second month, she did 12K. In her third month, she did 18K. Hmm. In her fourth month, though, she did $62,200 wow. as a coach. Hmm. So she lives in Ottawa. Ottawa is a five-hour drive away from Toronto. And um, my oldest son uh, had a tournament for soccer, or as I like to call it, the real football, because we actually play it with our feet in <laughs> Ottawa. Right. And uh, anyways, um, we were going to Ottawa. She has a son his age. And I called her up and I said, hey, how would you and your son like to come and meet up with us, watch a game and uh -huh. grab some lunch? And 
She said, great. So we did that. Everybody had a great time. And then we went our separate ways. A few weeks later, we had one of our um, quarterly branded thought leader immersion workshops. These are workshops we put on for coaches and consultants and other service-based entrepreneurs to, to really help them add that one to two zeros to their annual income, just like we helped Danny do. Um, there was a point of time in the in the program where we talk about how you can continue to work with us for the new people. It's the famous upsell you have at events, mm-hmm. right? Here's the upsell. Mm-hmm. So um, when the enrollment opportunity came, uh, the way I do it is I, I speak for a bit, but I ask some of our people to share their experience with the new people, right? And so that's what I did. And before I could pick on anybody, when I said, who'd like to share, she just leaps on stage and goes, pick me. I'm like, okay, uh... <laughs> it's you. And as soon as she got on stage, she's a woman with big energy. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. big, powerful energy. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to just physically step back to give her a chance to shine. Right. <laughs> and um, she proceeded to cry just like ball. And I'm like looking at her. I'm keeping calm on the outside, but I'm like, what did I do wrong? Uh-oh. Is she crying? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right. What did I say? <laughs> what did I do wrong? Why is she crying? Like, yeah. I just, she said, pick me up picture. What's up? I mean, like, anyways, then she turns around and um, Teresa comes on stage, my lady, and hands her a box of tissues and she blows her nose and all that. And in between her sobs and her tears, she says, Nikki, you didn't know this, but when you and your little son came to visit me and my little son... Um, my little son asked me, mommy, 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 who are we going to go meet? You know how little boys get, right? Yeah. Full of energy, full of a curiosity. Yeah. And she said, oh, sweetheart, we're going to go meet Nikki Baloo and his son. And she says, all of a sudden, my sweet little boy became very quiet and very serious very fast. And he went, oh, mommy, are we going to go meet the man who saved our family? Wow. Oh, my And I just sat there, and I looked at her, and I started to cry. We both just bawled and hugged. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, what? Mm -hmm. My head. And she's like, Nikki, you didn't know this, but when I came to see you all those months ago, the bank was knocking on our door to Mm -hmm. foreclose on our home. I hadn't paid our mortgage in months. And me and my hubby, we were fighting every day, like cats and dogs mm-hmm. in front of our three small kids. Yeah. And it looked like we were going to break up, you know, and we I was going to lose my precious family. And she said, you literally helped us save our family. We saved our home and we stopped fighting over money. Wow. And That's I just amazing. sat there, you know, and I thought to myself, first of all, I didn't know. I had no idea because she hadn't told me yet, right? there's you don't know what people are dealing with people are dealing with things they're not ready to tell you yet okay so you got to just assume god's put someone in your path for a reason Hmm. you don't you don't know the full story and secondly like i live to help people like her Hmm. i live to help people that are in that level of of pain and to help them turn their lives around that makes my life worthwhile Hmm. so i just keep asking god Put someone else like Julie in my path. <laughs> yeah, that is that. And is, oh, here's uh, the most interesting part. Yeah, when we handed out the registration forms, there were eight new people that were, you know, pro- potentials yeah. for the program. Yeah, 
usually some people buy, some people don't, sure. some people need some persuasion, right? Like I sit down and talk with them. all eight of these people immediately bought. <laughs> and this was uh, a big ticket program. This isn't yeah. 50 bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. This was like a big ticket program. Yeah. And I was like, man, this little boy's the greatest salesperson I've yeah. ever had. I'm hiring him. Exactly. <laughs> that is a great story. Emotion sells too. I mean, and you know, Nikki, you know, it sounds again, like, um, you are carrying on the work of your father and that's that's beautiful to listen to you're a champion and um it's just great to hear what you're doing out in the world now if you want to find out more information about nikki you can go to the ecircleacademy.com um, if you want to make an appointment, you can put appointments on there or look for the appointment tab to have a personal discussion with him. Nikki, I just want to thank you so very much for being on this show and check out the thoughtleaderrevolution.com for um, more podcasting, more inspiration. And just, uh, it's been great talking with you. Really great. All right. You have a great day. Go help more people. And I've really enjoyed our discussion. God bless you, Jody. Thank you. Thank you, Nikki. All right. I'm so grateful that you've listened to the end of this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review it and share it with your friends. I love teaching insights so that you can have a more impactful and meaningful life. It's my mission to build a thriving community of happy, fulfilled people. Want more? Visit my website at yourspectacularlife.com.